Is everyone your friend? What is a friend to you? How is your group of friends? How is your group of friends? Does your friends influence you or do you influence them? Are your friends taking you to the next level? Are they? Are your friends helping to mold you and shape you into the best version you can possibly be? Have you always been the greatest friend to someone? That's what I'm going to talk about in today's video, man. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Welcome back to this video. This friend series that I'm doing. For that girl who messaged me and DM'd me and was down, it went down in the DM and you told me about your friend situation, this is for you. And anybody else who needs this, this is for you as well. Thank you. So, friends, who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? If I could go back and change the hands of time Would I make it so we never meet? channel upload past crossroad go ahead and look at the rest of those two videos i did before this one but this is my second my third video i told you guys i was gonna do in the first one and i said it was my second one but i ended up being real vulnerable with you guys and telling you more about just about the two worst people i ever met in my life that i had to do the heisman on and they were friends but they turned into well they sadly turn into enemies. But I didn't want them to be my enemies. I really want those relationships to work out. Just like the girl who messaged me and DM'd me on Twitter. Because, guys, let's be real. You guys have had people in your life that you wanted things to work out. Whether that be love and relationship, dating and marriage. Or that be just a friend. Just a, just a friendship. You wanted to be friends so bad with that person. But they did you wrong. They didn't care as much as you. They, they just brought the worst out of you. And brought the worst out of that friendship. Just because that's their nature. That's just what they do. Right? So this is the third part of my series on friends. And uh, this title of today's lesson is Friends, Who Are You Becoming? Who are you becoming? Where is Sean going to go with this? Where is Dr. J going to go with this? Hey, let's, let's check it out. But, again... This is your boy, Sean Christopher Jenkins, a.k.a. Dr. J. Man, welcome back to Uplift Past Crossroads, man. The podcast, the YouTube channel, man. If you ain't subscribed already, if you ain't following this uh, podcast, if you, don't, if you ain't like this video, commenting on all my videos, and especially this one, let me know your story. <laughs> uh, if you haven't shared this channel to anybody or shared the videos that touch you the most, man, man, please share your story, man. Share what you are experiencing, especially if this series has touched you. If you got any questions, man, message me like this girl did on my Twitter page to get me to talk about this uh, and everything that's going on. And like I was trying to say, let's just go ahead and go into it. So this girl messaged me on Twitter just about her best friend and how she continually tried, her, this girl tried to make this relationship work out with her best friend. 
but her best friend refused to see, refused to just make things work. Like, she didn't care as much as the girl who messaged me. She didn't pour into the friendship as much as the girl who messaged me. And she, the friend, the person who messaged me, she said that, you know, she did everything to make this friendship work, but this best friend, like, you know, when nobody else believed in her best friend, she did. When nobody else was there for her best friend, she did. But her best friend just used her, you know. And, and even when she was struggling, her best friend would never try to help her. Her best friend would never try to be there for her. I mean, come on, guys. Does that sound like something you've been through before? And so that's what I'm talking about today, you know, friends, who are you becoming? Because, you know, this has to tie in with me. I've always wanted to talk about this before. I talk about it with people that I know personally. I never talked about it on my YouTube or for a sermon or anything like that. So let's talk about it, guys, you know. So, uh, yeah, so, I and she didn't really ask me a question. She was just venting to me, you know. She was just telling me just how she wanted the friendship to work so bad. She still does, but, guys, we all know that some people don't want to be your friend. And you don't want to be friends with some people who want to be your friend. You don't want to date everybody that wants to date you. You don't want to, you don't and then on top of that, let's flip the switch. Like, they don't want to date you. All the people you're interested in dating and want to be with, they don't want nothing to do with you. So we've all experienced that. So a friendship obviously has to be mutual. So guys, let's start with a few questions for this video. So friends, who are you becoming? Welcome back to Uplift Mag again. Thank you for tuning in. You're awesome. I thank you so much for your support. This channel's growing, but I need you to help it grow. So can you please share this video? Can you please share everything that's posted on here, please? Let me know how you feel. Let me know what you're going through. I, I'll, hey, I won't be there for you, man. Because y'all are there for me. Hey, okay, anyway. So first thing I want to say, guys, you are not just a product of your environment. You're a product of everything that surrounds you. So you're a product of the music you listen to. You're a product of the TV shows you watch, the movies you watch. Just anything you invest time in, your beliefs, your, your traditions, your family traditions, your family, the people you associate with, your friends, that's a product of you. That's who you are. That tells who you are. Everything you do adds up to the person you are today. If you don't agree with that, think about it. Literally, if you did anything differently, if you were in a different family, like, for example, I'm black. If I was white and live with white people, I would do different things than I do right now. Obviously, right? I would be a different person. I mean, my personality and everything like that, that's fine. But I would have different habits, different tendencies. I probably would have learned from my, mom, my other mom and dad. You know, so y'all get what I'm saying. You're a product of your environment. What you surround yourself with, that's what you become. So uh, one thing, I, I just did this lesson with my kids uh, from my, at my dad's church, you know, with the youth. And they did, one of them didn't refuse to agree with anything I said when I said you become your friends. Who you associate with tells who you are. There's no argument with that. You're a product of everything you give time to. So, uh, let's just get, before I even go there, guys, uh, that's my main point, though. You, you know, you're, a pro you're not just a product of your environment, you're a product of everything you surround yourself with. That's one main point. Another main point I want to give for this lesson is, if you, if your friend group doesn't inspire, inspire you, doesn't make you better, and, try to, and helps propel you to different heights and levels you're trying to reach personally, you need a new friend group. This is why I'm doing a lesson, guys. All right, especially that second point. But let's go ahead and get to it, man. Let's get to it, all right? So the girl DM'd me about her situation on Twitter. So let's talk about that, guys. Let's talk about that. Is everyone your friend? Obviously not. Does everybody care as much as you? Obviously not. 
Can everybody be trusted with pers your personal information? Let me get closer. Uh, what? No, no, guys. No, no, no. I was out of focus. But y'all get the memorandum, okay? All right. So what is a friend to you? So that means some. we can all agree a friend means something different for everybody, right? My definition of a friend is probably not your definition of a friend. But I will say, some, most people use that term lightly, especially in elementary school, middle school, high school. Everybody say, that's my friend, or that's my best friend, especially girls talking to guys. Like, I experienced, and I don't know if that's still a thing today in the, for youth today, but when I was growing up in high school and middle school, I would always have girls saying, that's my best friend, talking about me. When, you know, a lot of times people call me best friend, they're not my best friend. I don't know them. And I can name two examples of people who've done that in my life. Ah, so bad to say their names. I don't want to say their names because they'll probably hurt them. But one person's from Elevation. He actually told me he wants me to be in his wedding, and he called me his best friend. And I was like, that is not, I don't feel the same way. But <laughs> y'all guys have people like that in your lives, too, that, you know, they call you a best friend. They say that you're the closest thing to them, but you don't, it's not mutual. It's not how you feel. And then also, uh, you know, in college, my roommate, he's called me his best friend. He said, too, he wanted me to be in his wedding. And I was like, you know, he, he said, well, he did say that, but he said he wanted to be in my wedding. And not just that, he didn't just say it. He said he was going to be in it. And I was like, he just imposed himself in my wedding. I'm not married, guys, obviously. Nobody went to Jared for me. Nobody, nobody, nobody got on their knees for me. I mean, I'm a traditionalist. I don't know if I'm a traditionalist, but I'm old school, so I'll be getting on my knees for my boot. Just to let you know. Hey, my Alexis Evans, I'm coming, boo. I'm coming. She's my girlfriend. Check her out on my, she's on my social media pages, but more specifically, look at my Facebook page and my status. My Alexis Evans, that's my baby. Love you, girl. I like, like you, boo. We say we like, like each other because we don't want to abuse the word love like, you know, everybody does because just like the word friend, we abuse it so much, we don't even know what it means no more. But anyways. You know, how are the people you call a friend? Are they loyal or can they be trusted? You know, who are they? So, like, guys, honestly, my family is my closest friends because I'm with them the most and the only people I trust. I mean, because our family motto is mafia. 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 I can't talk like Godfather. But anyways, we're mafia. So, like, <laughs> those are my closest friends. My friends are ride or die. What is your category for a friend? That's another question I was going to ask. Is there a standard or requirement you have for the people you call and deem the word friend your best? Because friend is means my best friend. If I call you a friend, that means you're my best friend. That means you're a ride or die. You'll die for me. People who roll with me would die for me. A rapper said that one time on a radio show, and his friends, the people he said that he said that about, they kind of looked at each other and was like, uh-uh, no, that was hilarious. But anyways, um... Uh, but the people who are my best friends, they're ride or die. They would die for me. They would do anything for me. And I would do it for them. Those are my best friends. So if you're not in that boat for me, you're not my friend. You're not my best friend. Like my dad has taught me growing up, he said that, you know, a lot of times in life you'll have a lot of associates. You'll have a lot of most people who call you friends, especially growing up in middle school and high school, they're your associates. They're your classmates. They're just, they're a means to the end. Like, once that season is over, they're going to forget about you. Like, they're temporary people. You get, a lot more, let's be real, guys. Most people in your life are temporary. When you, once you leave high school, that middle school, that elementary school, after you leave that college, those people aren't going to be in your life no more. At all. So, 
Temporary people, man. Those aren't your friends. They're your associates. Okay? So, how is your friend group, guys? You know, who do you surround yourself with? Are you proud of the group that you deem as your friends? You know, have you found your tribe? So, those are questions I'll let you guys ask. You can respond to that in the comment section or whatever, but... How's your group of friends? So I'm going to get into that with everything I'm about to say now. So this is the bulk of what I'm trying to say. Welcome again to Upload Fast Crossroads. Thanks for you for tuning in. Let's get to this Friends video. The last part three of the Friends video, a.k.a. Who are you becoming? And that's one thing I was going to say. You are the people you hang around. Who you call the word friend, that tells who you are. It, tell, it dictates who you are. You are exactly like your friends. If I pointed at the five people you are the closest with in life, I guarantee, like Charles Barkley said, guarantee that you are not just becoming them, you are them. You're average, and that's another quote, you are average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you become the five people that you spend the most time with. So choose the people you surround yourself wisely. Choose them wisely. And think about it. If this wasn't true, who, uh, who's your five? Because most people, the people, you, especially if you're younger and you live with your parents, the people you spend the most time with obviously would be your mom and dad or siblings. So how much are all y'all alike? You know, I shut, I, I shut that down with the kids, you know, just now. Because today is Wednesday, uh, November 20th, 2019. We, I told, like I was saying, I did a video. Uh, I didn't do a video, but I talked about this with them. Uh, so who are the people... Who are those five people for you, like I was trying to say? And are you proud to be like them? Do you want to be like them? And do they inspire you? Because honestly, my five guys, I got to do better. And I'm only, and this is the thing. This is what I'm going to say. Like, these five people are temporary. Like, they can change based on wherever you go next in life. Because hopefully you're not going to stay in your hometown all your life. Hopefully you try to, God puts you somewhere else where you can meet people who are not just better than you, but they have what you want. They can help get you to where you're trying to go because they have it already. And they inspire you to do things you ain't never done before because they are where you're, where you're trying to be. And they already done did them before. So, like, oh, man, guys. Man, my five, man, I got to do better. But, like, it's not on me. Like, God brought me back. Like I said, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. And God moved me back to Nashville, Tennessee, you know, last year. On a Monday, July 23rd, 2018. So, I've been here for a year now. A year and some change. So, it was inevitable. I was, You know, it was inevitable. But, once I go to seminary and stuff like that, my five will change. But right now, it's my dad. Well, first of all, it's my girlfriend. That's not a bad person. To be like and emulate and become. I don't mind. Because I want to be one with my boot thing. And that's what the Bible's talking about. You're going to become one with your wife. You know, you're going to leave your mother and father and cleave to your wife, cleave to your husband, your spouse. So that's what's happening to me. I'm becoming one with my wife, my boo thing, Maya Evans. I like, like you, babe. Uh, I don't mind being like her, right? But the other people, it's my siblings and my parents. So I'm just like my dad. I'm just like my dad. I don't want to be like my dad. I mean, but I'm a product of my mother and father. I'm their seed, literally. So I grow just like them. I think just like them. I become. I don't want to. I want a different life than them. I want to have more than they have. I want. 
I just want different, guys. I don't want the same thing that they had. I don't want to be raised the same. No, I want different. Yes, it, like I was trying to say in my video before, guys, like, I have the perfect family. I have peace in my family. But I, honestly, I don't want to preach in a church like my dad has. I don't <laughs> I don't want to be a part of the enemy church. Like, and, and that's for another video, but yeah, anyway. All right, uh, I'll talk about that more. Y'all get to know me more. But just watch my videos and you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, like my mom. I'm like my mom. That's the third person. I don't mind being like my mom, but again, I don't want to be like my parents. My mom's great, though. She's perfect. The best mom ever. Like, who can say, like, their mom is like this? First of all, my dad's like this, too, but my mom's especially. My mom puts food on the table each and every day. She, there's never been a day where I went hungry a day in my life. My mom has always made food and dinner for us and lunch and breakfast, not to mention. And she works a nine to five. Matter of fact, she's at work 8 a.m., sometimes even 7.30 a.m., all the way to 7, on average, 6 p.m. Every day of my life. And I'm almost 27 years old. I'll be 27 on December 28th of this year. So I was born December 28th, 1992. I'm 26 years old. I kind of forget how old I am. But anyways, my mom's perfect. I don't mind being like her. She's a hard worker. Like, she's perfect. Ah, you know, you know what I'm saying. My first of all, my five is all family members. This is so sad. Then I got my my brother, older brother Vine, just like my dad. They don't believe in me. Most of the people in my life are both of them too. But anyways, and then John John, my little brother. I don't mind being like that. John John's an inspiration. Like, if you haven't seen this podcast, check it out. I'm on there as well. Crossroads podcast, by the way. I had a card on the screen somewhere, but. Yeah, those are my five. Those are the people I act like the most and I am becoming. But then also, it changed, like I was trying to say, guys, your five changed based on where you're at, where you're at in life, where you live, the place you're at. So, like, if you're in college, that five changes because who you spend the most time with in college, who who you spend the most time with in church, you know, if you're faithful to the church, you know, like, that, that's good. Those fives are great because this is a Christian channel. Let's be real, you know. So, the people, there's two people in my life that really affected my life that were a part of my five, but it's based on when I was there. Like, so in college, it was Duval Young. That's number one. Duval, the reason why I quote so many quotes in Bible verses really is because of Duval, man. Well, quotes mostly because I, I naturally always came out with Bible verses, thanks be to God. But quotes, I quote quotes a lot because of him, man. Duval... He's the type of guy, if you're going through, you don't have to be going through anything. He just throws you a quote of the day. Like, when you see him the first time of any day, he's, he has a quote in his mind that he memorized to start off that day. And he says it to himself all day. And then he does that so much that he just naturally has quotes inside of him that he just regurgitates out, you know, through any situation that anybody's going through. It's beautiful, guys. Like, this guy was phenomenal. And then he's the type of person that, he makes his presence known when he's in the room. Like, I told y'all about him before. Duval, he's the type of guy, before he was saved, before Christ came into his life, he was the type of guy. He's so big. First of all, he played football at TSU at Tennessee State University. Second of all, anytime he came into the club, everybody would move. Everybody would move to the side and just open a path for him to walk because he's that big. And you don't want to mess with him. He's, he's, he's intimidating. But that was before he was, you know, he came to Christ. Now that he's in Christ and everything, when he comes into his room, his presence is still known, but it's a bright spirit. Like, you just want to smile. You want to have fun. Because Duval, hey, man, he just want to have fun, man. He just bring that kind of energy. That's the type of person he is. I don't mind being like Duval. I want to be like Duval. Duval was beautiful, bro. Like, that's that. he inspires me to be like that. 
So who are your five? Do they inspire you? Do they motivate you to be the type of person that you inspire and admire and aspire and just want to be? Like, that's the type of person Duval was. He was in my five when I was at Tennessee State University. but And this is my freshman year, sadly. But then, of course, there was Marquis Price. He was great. Uh, but uh, another person was Jeremiah Timothy Cooper, my roommate from Charlotte, North Carolina. Was, uh, when I was in Charlotte for two years uh, from, uh, whoa, let's see, I was there from Monday, July 11th, yeah, July 11th, 2016 to uh, Monday, July 23rd, 2018, so last year, 2018. And uh, Jeremiah was awesome, man. He's the type of guy, always, just like with Philip. he was the type of guy I always wanted to spend time with, always wanted to be around, just loved Jeremiah, like, he was super smart, so he's one of the smartest people in the classroom. Uh, he just seemed cool. Like, there's something about him that was different, like, in college. And I just, he had, he was the ringleader of this group. So, Philip was sort of a part of that group, but he was the ringleader of this group that, you know, of nerds, but they weren't nerds. They were smart nerds that always had a certain skill. And they all were interested in gaming and doing gaming, but they were always, like, their projects were awesome and everything like that. And Jeremiah was the leader of that group, and I said to myself, you know, one time I told him, you know, I see myself in you. And I said it in front of all his friends, and they all laughed at me. They cried laughing at me, and they gave me the hardest time. Guys, they gave me the hardest time. They said, Sean, that was gay to say. And I was like, well, you know what I meant? You know, I see myself in Jeremiah. And they took it the wrong way. And I was a virgin. I didn't know what that meant. And, and it was gay. So, <laughs> but anyways, Jeremiah, you know, he, uh, yeah, you know, he, him and Camden, my roommates, and Charlotte, they still give me a hard time about that. Because Cannon was one of the people in the group. And he was one of the leaders, too. But Yeah, but anyways, Jeremiah, he became my roommate in Charlotte, North Carolina. And this guy, man, he worked on music every single day. Like, that's all he did. He said what his dream was to be a music, to make music, make beats, and, you know, rappers and people like that take the beats and do something with it. But he's he more techno music, so not rappers, but, you know, just whatever the beat goes to. But Jeremiah's cold, man. If you ain't. You're listening to the podcast, this YouTube channel, which the video you heard before that, you know, me talking is him. So, man, check out his stuff on Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, Basecamp has all his stuff and Linktree. So, go there. But uh, follow him on his social media platforms as well. Everything's going to be in the video description. Everything's going to be at the end of the video and stuff like that. And they're, you know, right here on the cards. So, just click on it. But uh, Jeremiah, man, is awesome, bro. And Jeremiah just, he always told me, man, stop. Saying what you're going to do and just do it, man. Stop wishing you could do something just do it. Like, I used to always talk about having a YouTube channel, and he motivated me just to do it, man. Stop talking about it and just start it. Like, you know, stop talking about writing books. Just do it. Sean, stop talking. You're going to live your whole life just talking. How many people just live their whole life just talking and wishing something would happen instead of actually putting in the work to do it? Jeremiah, man, changed my life. He was part of my five, still is. So he's always there. I always talk to him. But, yeah, that's my five, man. Jeremiah and Duval Young influenced me, man. Because that's all Jeremiah did, man. He would work eight hours a day for Bank of America. Then eight hours the rest of the day, he would work on music. He was grinding, bro. That was influential, man. He changed my life. Showed me what it looks like to work towards your dreams, to make your dreams come true. And there's no doubt in my mind, Jeremiah, your dreams are going to come true. And my will, too, because of you, man. Thank you so much, brother. I love you. But that's my five, bro. So those are the people who... Who are in your five, the people you spend the most time with, the people who you always are with, 
Do they influence you? Does your friends influence you? Do they inspire you? Do they make you better? Do they help and propel you to the heights and levels? And then, do they have things you don't have? See, this is where I'm going at, guys. You are who you surround yourself with, man. So you know what I need in my five? You know what I'm missing? See, I got the work ethic with Jeremiah. You know, I got the spirit and the energy with Doomball. What up, dude? But anyways, you know what I'm missing? I'm trying to be a millionaire. I'm trying to be a billionaire. I'm trying to be the one of the richest guys that ever exist. I don't care about money in the ministry. That's not why I'm doing it. I need to supply my animation to be able to start a Disney channel, to be able to start a Pixar, to just... Have that involved in my ministry. I need money for that. And not only that, and it, it can't just be my money. It got to be other people's money too. But it takes money to do things in life. I need to know a millionaire to be able to reach the highest levels I'm trying to reach. Because I don't just want to be rich for myself. I want my children, children, and my children, 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 my children, children, children to be set after me. I want to create a legacy and just something that surpasses my life. So when people say my name, it's a channel like Disney Channel, like Walt Disney, Disney Channel. I want it to be Dr. J's channel, Dr. J's production. I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but... I want to make something like that for God, not for myself, but to teach the Bible, to teach everything you could possibly think of. Uh, I mean, I mean, Bible, I mean, guys, I talk about it all the time, but does your pastor at your church talk about every single story in the Bible? I mean, do they say every single thing? Like, there's so many Bible characters and people we don't even know about because the pastor don't know them. He doesn't. He never comes to passages, and then a lot of pastors talk about the same old, same old stuff. They don't even know what they're talking about. I want to change that with animation, man. I want to tell you every single story in the Bible through animation, every single testimony you could possibly think of. Because I want you to know how God works. I want you to feel God's presence. I want you to feel God's love like I feel it. And I want to give it to y'all for all eternity. So when they try to get rid of the Bible, they try to get rid of Scripture, and they try to get rid of everything, that's still going to be there. And you're going to know all the Scripture in the world. Can I get a hallelujah, man? I want God's will, God's way, God's presence to always be known throughout all generations, especially for my children and their children. children. I'm trying to create something like Andrew Carnegie did with the steel mill. His, his, gener his descendants are still making money from the steel, from trains. And Cornelius Vanderbilt. Or maybe it was him. No, it wasn't him. Did I say that? You get what I'm saying. Andrew Carnegie did still. Vanderbilt did something else. But you know what I'm saying. Some people's legacy and name still goes on, and their descendants still make money for it. I want to make a way for my children. That's another scripture verse. Oh, you want to know it? You don't. You think I'm just talking? I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me give you a scripture verse. This is why you need to know scripture, because scripture needs to apply to your life. You need to not just talk about it. You don't just need to go to church. You need to actually apply what the Bible says, what God says, because this is the blueprint of life. This is how you have a successful life. By applying what scripture says, by applying what God said through his word, because in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word is God, John 1, 1. Then in 2 Timothy 3, 16, it says that the word is God spoken. So God's literally telling you how to live your life, and this is how. Proverbs 13, 22, it says a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Come on. I'm ending it right there. I'm done. That's Proverbs 13, 22. But it is all saying, I ain't done yet. It is all saying, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Come on now. You love your children. You love your family. You're going to do what it takes to supply for them. And how many black people you know? Let's be real. How many black people you know have a legacy like that? How many black people you know just, they don't, they don't live paycheck to paycheck. One, two, they have a savings account. Three, an emergency fund. Three, they invest their money. Four, they invest their money so much in mutual funds and bonds and equities. 
trading. There's many ways you can invest your money. Stocks, bond. Uh, I already said that. Uh, real estate, everything like that. They invest their money, have their money growing for them. That when they die, and they made a will. That's another thing. How many black people you know made a will? To where their money and everything goes to their children. And they're not in debt. That's six. How many black people you know that's in debt? Like, you know, and not just black people, that's everybody, but like, I'm black, so I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm from black community. So, not saying every black person like that, don't get me twisted, guys. Just being real. How many black families you know have an inheritance waiting for their children, and their children, children, and their children, children, children? So, this is the goal I want for my family, for my for what the people that God entrusted me with. I want to be responsible with what God's giving me and take it that much further to where everybody's blessed later on, man. Hey, can I get a hallelujah, man? Do you want the same thing for your family? That's what I want, and I'm fighting for it, man. My family didn't do it, so I want to do it for mine. Man, I think my dad probably did it, but he ain't dead yet, so we'll see. But anyways, um, <laughs> what was I talking about? But anyways, I still haven't found my clique. I still, I'm not inspired by my friend group. I told you it was my dad, my mom, siblings, my uh, John, John, Vine, and then my girlfriend. Uh, my girlfriend's perfect. Okay, okay, so she's exempt right now. But I'm not inspired yet. Like, nobody has the money. Nobody has the wealth. Nobody, oh, man, like, we're preaching, man, like, a well-known preacher, bro. That's what I'm trying to be. Like, that's somebody else I need in my five, bro. Like, I need somebody, I need a mentor, somebody that can help me to propel my ministry to heights that I never could have fathomed, to really have that clout, you know what I'm saying, to really have uh, people watching my stuff and helping me, to mentor me, to give me, make sure that everything I, everything I teach and pack, you know, everything I teach and just my talking and presentation, everything's perfect. It's structured and organized and just the best it possibly could be. I don't got a mentor. I don't got a Paul. I got Timothy. I got plenty of Timothy. These people I teach and train up and disciple to help them to live the Christian life. But I don't got like that one Timothy. But like, I don't. I, that's what I'm missing. A Paul and a Timothy, bro. Like, I need. I need a Paul, man. I need some Pauls. Because you know, that's like another scripture verse. You know, uh, a person with many advisors will be successful. That one. I'll, I'll put it down. I don't need to talk about no more scripture verses. But uh, yeah, so. So, guys, my whole point of doing this video is you need to surround yourself with people who inspire you. Who inspire you. you need to surround yourself with people who bring out the absolute best in you. And not only that, the kind of people who force you to level up in everything that you do. Those are the type of people you need in your life. And not only that, guys, I ain't even done. If, uh, if your friend group doesn't inspire you, this is the main point I told you guys of the video. If, if your friend group, if those five people don't inspire you, you need to find a different five. You need to find a different group. And sometimes, again, it's based on your situation and where you're at right now currently in life. Because some people are getting that student loan debt like me and decided to move back at home, you know, with mommy and daddy so that they don't have to pay rent so that they can get that student loan debt so that they can marry their, their boo thing and they can move out being out of debt, being debt free so that they can, I mean, come on, guys. How many people you know don't have to have any debt at all? and can save every single dime that they can possibly save from every paycheck. That's a beautiful life. That's few and far from people. That, that's not fun. That's not a good thing. You need some Bible verses on debt? Really? Really? I'll give, I'll give you some. All right, let's get to it. You want some? You want some? All right. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Pro Psalms 3721. I'm done. You know, I mean, you know how much the Bible talks about? Poverty and debt. I'm going to keep on going. Let no debt remain outstanding 
Accept the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Romans 13, 8. You need to pay off your debt. You don't need to stay in debt. You don't let that, you don't pay the minimums. You get rid of it as fast as possible. The gazelle approach like Dave Ramsey talks about. But anyway. Uh, Alright, but let's really get to it, guys. This is the nitty-gritty. So the rich rule over the poor, but the borrow is a slave to the lenders. Proverbs 22, 7. Oh, I'm done. That's all you need, guys. You don't want to be in debt. Whoever's in debt's a debt to in debt to the lender forever. Like, and you don't want to be in that boat. That's a bad way to live your life, to always be in debt to someone. No, it doesn't matter. Just imagine it like this. You're debt free. Don't have to pay no debt. You just invest your money. That's a beautiful life, guys. That's kind of like God wants for you. All right? So, in saying that, it's the same thing with uh, going back to friends, guys. So, you are becoming your friends. You're becoming the people you associate with. You're becoming those tendencies and those habits that the people you spend the most time with have. You're a product of your environment. So wherever country you're from, whatever city you're abiding, let's be real. In every country, every country is different from another country. That's one. Two, every city is different within that state that you live in or wherever you're at. Like not every city is the same exact way, has the same culture, has the same tendencies and habits as other cities in that state, especially in the United States, right? Let's get to it, guys. And that, and then there's different parts, eastern, western, southwest, you get what I'm saying? Not all those are the same, right? So you're a product of your environment. You're a product of who you associate with. So guys, like I'm trying to say, uh, where's God calling you to next? What's that next step for you? See, for me, it's seminary school, so I know as soon as I go to seminary, guys, I know as soon as I get there, I'll meet my father. I know I'll meet those people in the ministry that's going to work with me. We work together. We feed off one another, and we just make our platforms grow, baby. And not only that, it ain't about that. It's just about getting the word out there. It's just about reaching our full potential in the ministry and making sure everybody else reaches their full potential because when we eat, everybody else going to eat, B. And not only that, it's about – I can keep on talking about that all day, but – I'm not going to meet my father until I get to seminary. I already know. Until I'm in the ministry, actually, that's when I meet my father. And those fives, are good. we're going to sharpen one another. We're going to make each other better. We're going to uplift one another. We're going to encourage one another. So if there's anybody in your five, are they negative? If there's anybody in your, is the people, is anybody who you spend the most time with, do they only bring out the worst in you and drama in your life? Are they really good for you? Is everybody good for you? Come on now. No, 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 they're not, no. I just had to do it. I just had to do it. But anyways, now everybody's good for you, right? So that's what this video's talking about, guys. I pray in Jesus' name that each and every single one of us that's watching this video, man, we all get the perfect five. We get the five that help propel us to the levels and the heights we always dreamed of. We get the five that help shape us and mold us into our full potential, into what God fully Intended each and every single one of us to be, man. Because are you at, are you where, are you done living? Like, do you still have more life to live? And not only that, are you living your best life? Are you, are you, is God done working in your life? No, he's not. There's still more work to be done. You're still here. You're still breathing. So God still has stuff he need to do in your life. So I pray in Jesus' name that each and every single one of us get to our destination. I pray in Jesus' name that each and every single one of us reach those, reach, reach our dreams and our aspirations. I pray that those dreams and aspirations are all glorifying God and what God wants for us. 
That's what I pray for. And, man, I especially pray, man, anybody that's in the same situation as me, man, I love those people that are in my family. They're all my family, but sometimes family can't get you where you need to go. Sometimes even family, you got to put away. And that's what the scripture verse says. Like, you know, uh, Jesus said it in many ways, but he said also, like, you know, to him who, that's not important. But anyways, guys, bad companies corrupts good habits, so don't be deceived. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And then also in uh, Proverbs 13, 20, it says, Whoever walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Whoever walks with the wise will become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So, guys, how's your five? How do people you surround yourself with and give your most time, your your most time to? How are the people you? How are the people you call friends? Are they really your friends? Do they help propel you to heights and levels you dreamed of being? Because that's a true friend, man. A true friend makes sure you do things the godly way. A true friend doesn't try to corrupt your good tendencies and good habits. They don't try to get you to take steps back in life. Don't put you in situations where you're only causing trouble and you're only causing harm. You ended up locked up in jail. Come on now. They don't put you in situations where you're doing evil things and heinous acts that get you, that push, that sets you back and prohibits you from living your best life, man. I keep on going. Those are the type of people you need the Heisman on. So, man, some people in your five that you spend the most time with, you got to do the Heisman on them, guys. You got to get rid of them. They're not good for you. But... And if you keep on doing wrong things, how are you going to meet the right people? How are you going to be in the right place? You're not. You're going to take step backs, and it's going to prohibit you from getting there. Not saying you can't get there. God can still work through you, but it's going to take work, even more work. So you might as well do the right thing right now. You might as well do the right thing right then and there because it's going to pay off. It's, it's already a hard enough journey, so why make it harder on yourself? Just do the right thing right now. Just do what God's called you to do right now. So for me, guys, again, I know that next step is seminary for me, so I'm going to tell you my goals right now because I want you guys to see this video, you know, a long time from now, whoever's new to the channel, and see how much God does, did in my life. And what he told me came to fruition. So I'm about to go to seminary, man. And I don't know what seminary I'm going to yet. I don't know where I'm going to get my degree because I want y'all to be able to call me Dr. J officially, you know what I'm saying, from going to seminary and get my A, master's, and doctoral. What's up? But anyways, um... <laughs> Um, yeah, and I want to preach in the church and everything. I'm not, I don't have a license to preach. I'm not preaching for real. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I can't wait for that, all that to happen, but it takes steps. And when I get to those points in those places, I know that those five people in my life that I spend the most time with are going to be amazing, man. So I need somebody that does animation too, that can, uh, animate, help me to meet people who animate to help make my animation dreams that God gave me come true because it's not just my dreams. This is a God dream that God gave me. Then also I need a video editor. Somebody can edit videos better than me because I feel like I'm pretty good. Everybody compliments me on my video editing. So it would be nice to meet a video editor who, who can help get out my content and stuff so much to you guys that y'all get in it every day or just so frequently that you know you always coming back to my channel, man, because you know, guys, oh, it takes so much time and so much work, which I talked about plenty on my channel, so please Watch that. And if something else I need is just social media manager, man. I need a social media manager to manage my accounts because, man, it's... Come on now. It takes me, like I talked about before, it takes me three hours or an hour and a half to just 
follow and unfollow people on my three Twitter pages. That's why my Twitter pages are so big, especially my main one. And then on my Instagram, man, I can't even follow and unfollow people without Instagram police coming after me and saying, blocking my me from doing any actions on Instagram because I follow people and unfollow people too much. I'm tired of Instagram. I need somebody to take that over for me because I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. But anyways, uh, man, I got the best pages ever. I just want to focus on posting the content. Maybe they can help me. That's something else I need. Somebody else to post my content for me because I spend an hour to four hours on one post, just making one post with the whole caption and everything. So it'd be nice to get that kind of help. But, man, if my five had anything to do with those things, man, whew, make life a whole lot easier. I could just focus on giving you guys way more content because the goal is just to be able to just talk, write books, um, what God teaches me instead of having to, you know, manage my social media accounts, you know, uh, editing these videos, which takes 10 hours because I talk so much and talk about so much. But anyways, all right, guys, but that's the lesson today, man. You know, does your five inspire you, man? Do they influence you? If you need an another five, I pray in Jesus' name you get it, man. I pray in Jesus' name that you get the life that God intends for you and you reach your highest and full potential. You can see what your highest and full potential is. I see mine, and y'all can probably see it too, man. And I know I'm going to get there. we all going to get there, man. So, man, keep on tuning in to Upload Past Crossroad. We're going to get there together. We're going to grow together. So, man, tell me about your situation. Tell me about your five, how you feel about your five. You know, are you influenced and inspired by your five? Like, do they make you better? Like that Neo song, you make me better. Oh, that song's so old. I put that on a playlist too. But, you know, guys, thanks for tuning in. Please like this video. Comment. Like I've been saying, comment on the friend series what you think. You got any questions, man, like that girl did, man. Thanks so much, for doing that, um, you, the girl that commented to help me to do this on my YouTube channel, uh, you're awesome, uh, if you got any questions, you can DM me on my Instagram or Twitter page, and I will do, I'll answer your question, probably like this, like I did for that girl, more than likely, more than likely, so, uh, yeah, please share this if you think it's gonna bless anybody, especially the whole series on Friends, because, hey, this is for y'all guys, this is, this is all, it's for you, I'm toiling, Effortlessly and, and running like a ch chicken with his head cut off. Well, you know, I'm just trying to say, guys, this is hard to do, like all of it. And I'm doing it all for y'all because I love y'all. And I want us to all live our best lives and just reach our, just glorify God with our lives. And I want us to, to utilize every single blessing and stir up our gifts. So this is for you. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Upload Fast Crossroads. Please subscribe to uh, to podcasts, Upload Fast Crossroads. Follow my social media pages, man. My Instagram, Twitter, Snap, Facebook, LinkedIn. Man, I can't wait to see you guys again. Thanks for tuning in. This is the end of the series. I may bring it back again, but hey, I brought the do the Heisman. Uh, I brought that back, so hopefully you guys like that. That was for you, Ollie. But yeah, man. So I got some more questions to answer for other people. It's gonna take a lot of work, but please pray that I can do it. I need your help. If you made it all the way to the end of this video, you rock. I pray that in Jesus' name, God bless you so much. You have to beg him to stop being so good to you because you're a blessing. You're so uh, so much of a blessing. Thank you for blessing me with your time. I did not take it lightly. We're all going to grow together, guys. We got it. It's going to get better. I promise. God promises. So, see you guys later. I hope you liked it. Hope you answered your questions. Thanks for asking. Uh, girl on Twitter. Uh, I'll send you over the videos. You rock. All 
I'll see you guys later. Peace. And like I was trying to say, guys, does your five influence you? Do they inspire you to be like, do you want to be like your five? Do you want to be like each person in your five? Because if you don't, if they don't have something you want, they shouldn't be in your five. And like I've been trying to say, it's all based on where you're at, where you're located. Because here in Nashville, in Nazareth, this is what I call this place. This is like Jesus going back to Nazareth. In my hometown, no, my five suck. But when I move to a different place, the five gets better because it's not my element. It's not my hometown. It's not people I know. And I'm basically already like. So, guys, man, if your five doesn't inspire you, if it doesn't make you better, if it's. If you're already like your five, you need to change your five. And if you don't want to be your five, if you can't look at each person in your five and be like, man, I want to be just like them. Like, you know. You're in the wrong five. You got the wrong five, man. Like, that's how much your five should inspire you. So, yeah. Friends, who are you becoming? Do you mind becoming those people that's, that you spend the most time with? Those friends? Because if you do mind and you don't want to be them, you're hanging with the wrong people, man. Your friends should inspire you, man. Your friends should bring out the best in you. Your friends... Man, they should motivate you to be better. Like that's what I want my friends to be. Those are people I'll call my friends. So going back to that question, you know, who are your friends? What what is your standard and requirements for, for you know that word friend? Can anybody be your friend? And that's mine, man. You gotta motivate me and inspire me, and just you gotta have something that I want, you know. And I'm trying. And you're helping me to get there, and I'm helping you because I got something that you want. So I'm not just using you. We, we feeding off each other. You know what I'm saying? We influence and inspire each other. And we help each other along the way. We help each other up when we're both down. So that's a friend to me. That's who I need in my life. So that's why I did this series, man. I hope you enjoyed it, man. This is the friend series. And please check the rest of the videos that I did for the series. You know, part one, part two.